The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2008. and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money, the skies are sunny, and old man recession, you are through, you have done us wrong. Well, hello, hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about... uh, the stock market. Of course, we're going to talk about the pandemic. We talk about social security. We talk about estate planning, income taxes. You name it, we talk about it, and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have a ton of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. <laughs> a little delayed applause there from my producer, Aspen. My uh, my daughter is producing the show today. Uh, but anyway, yes, thank you for the applause. And uh, I am uh, founder of Retirement Planners of America and senior retirement planner as well. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that's you, this show is designed for you. Our firm is here to cater to you. Our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, you can uh, podcast the show if you'd like. You can listen to our podcast. We have videos, articles, lots of information to help you with your retirement planning. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, last week, um, I call him Uncle Sugar, which may be a little bit uh, disrespectful, but uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman uh, came out and told us uh, what their outlook is and what they think they're going to do with interest rates. So in our first segment, we're going to go over with you uh, what the Fed said and what that does to our outlook and where we stand versus uh, our investment philosophy, etc. So we'll go over all of that with you in the first segment. Now, also, since we are a, a firm that specializes in retirement planning. One of the things that we help people do is to get to retirement. Uh, We work with people who are within five years of retirement and then into retirement after that. And so I'm going to go over with you a getting ready to retire checklist. Okay, so we're going to talk about seven things that uh, we think you should think about. Now, the other shows, they might give you what, three, maybe four, but on this show, seven. 
Okay, we give you the full Monty, all seven of them. Okay, so we're going to go, uh, we're going to talk about that later on. Now, also, as we do every week, we will have our social security strategies. And uh, so we'll go over some questions that uh, we have from uh, th that uh, perhaps will help you to uh, do your social security planning as well. Now, also, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, because our, we, we, our philosophy is conservative since our, our clients are primarily people who are retired or retiring soon. We believe that growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important. And so, therefore, we have a strategy we call invest and protect, which I'm going to go into some detail here with you in just a moment. But our philosophy is that we don't want to stay in when the market is tanking, when it's falling like a stone. Okay, call us crazy, but we just don't like doing that. Now, that is counter to what people, what is normally called the buy and hold philosophy, which is you just buy good, uh, good investments, you hold them forever, and everything will work out. Well, we don't subscribe to that, of course. And uh, so in my book, I have what I call the buy-hold myths and buy-hold myth number five. By the way, you can buy my book. It's called Buy, Hold, and Sell on Amazon. The proceeds that we get from that, we give to the Boys and Girls Clubs. So you can help a charity. You can read the book and uh, you know educate yourself and help charity. But anyway, so buy-hold myth number five is you won't make any money if you sell and just sit in cash. Okay, so you're just going to sit in cash. You're not going to make any money. That's a reason not to sell. All right. So I'm going to debunk that one later on in the show. And you know what, uh, Aspen? <laughs> I was going to say Jack, my producer who normally does the show. But Aspen, you know, most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, hey, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. But on this show, do we stop right there? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And that's where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And since I have one producing the show today, I think it's particularly appropriate. So we're going to talk about, uh, is it better to, if you're going to make a gift or leave an inheritance, is it better to leave it to the aforementioned greedy unwashed in cash where they just get it outright? Or is it better to leave it to them in a trust? Okay, so we'll talk about the pluses and minuses of that. And so we have a fantastic show lined up for you. And I'm sure you'll stay tuned for the entire program. And I want to dive into it. But I got to uh, tell you something. We, ha we have a, a, a dog. It's a schnoodle. Okay, it's, it's part schnauzer, part poodle. And so it's, a, it's called a schnoodle, and her name is Noodle. So it's Noodle the Schnoodle, okay? So that, yeah, very creative name. Anyway, so she's an extremely smart dog, and so my wife bought these, uh, these, uh, these things that if you touch them, it rings a bell, or it rings like a, a, a bell tone, and that's to announce to us when she wants to go outside. So we're trying to teach her to actually press the button. It rings the bell, and we know to let her go out and do her business. So I'll keep you posted on how that's going. I can tell you it's been kind of uh, sketchy for the time being. She's, she's a fast learner, but for some reason on this one, she's not quite getting it. But we'll, I'll keep you posted, all right? Well, it's, it's a kind of a fun project we have while we're in quarantine. Anyway, let's talk about the Fed and our outlook. So for those of you who watched the Fed, uh, you know that last week uh, or this, this week, the Fed came out and they said that uh, they're anticipating a slow recovery, uh, you know, and a lot of people are call, want to see what they call a V-shaped recovery, which means the economy went down and it's going to come right back very quickly. Federal Reserve kind of poured some cold water on that notion. And they also said that they're not going to be raising interest rates anytime soon. 
Okay, so right now they're interest, they have interest rates near zero. They've said that they're not going to go negative on interest rates. Okay, the Europeans tried that, the Japanese tried it. That experiment uh, so far has shown that it did not work. So the Fed is not going there. So basically, they've told us they're not going to go below zero. So we know where the bottom end is. It is, and they also said they're not going to raise interest rates for the time being. So we kind of know where the Fed is sitting right now. So we have some confidence with that. So now. We agree with that. We see the economy, uh, and, and remember, the stock market is not the economy. You've probably heard that before. The stock market is not unemployment numbers, okay? The example I gave last week is, let's say the General Motors tomorrow finds a technology where now they can eliminate all their employees and make the same number of cars. Well, because they're, they've eliminated that labor cost, their profits will skyrocket. And if that happens, their stock price will probably skyrocket at the same time. So the stock market doesn't care about people. It doesn't care about anything. It cares about profits for the most part. And it looks at what are the profits. So as we look at the economy and, we, and we're saying, okay, how will it recover from this? We don't see a V-shaped recovery. What we see is that it's going to bounce back. That we're opening and we're seeing people go back to work. We're seeing that kind of stuff. But what we don't see is the economy recovering all the way back to where it was before the pandemic. We, we, we see a lot of people still say, staying unemployed after that. There may be some people that are permanently unemployed, companies that have gone bankrupt that will not come back. We have other things that we, need, that we don't see getting back to where they were pre-pandemic. So if the economy recovers to something less than where it was before the pandemic, then profits most likely will also recover to some place that is less than where it was before the pandemic. And if that's the case, we believe that the stock market right now is not reflecting that and we see a lot of downside. So as you guys know, we have our strategy, which is called the invest and protect strategy. Right, which means that we believe you stay in uh, for as long as possible, but when the trends go against you, then we don't want to play anymore. And because of that, we counseled our clients and we said to sell in uh, early March. And uh, so that's when, when we uh, said to sell. And our buy signal, because of that massive rally that we saw at the, from the end of March till, uh, till now, you know, one of the fastest rallies ever, maybe the fastest, um, and it got us back to our buy signal. But we're not believers in this. As I've told you on many uh, shows before now, we, this rally is so fast, we don't have enough information, we're, we don't have clarity on what's coming here, and plus, we don't believe that we're going to get back to where we were pre-pandemic in terms of profits and all the rest for quite a while. So therefore, our buy signal came, right, or, uh, uh, the week before last. And so we, we're brave sellers because we want to protect our clients from harm. So when, it, when our sell signal comes, we're very brave. We, 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 want, we want to sell. But when buy time comes, we're very cautious because we don't want to buy and then see it drop right after that and then we lose money. We don't want that to happen. So when our buy signal came, we bought very cautiously. We only bought in with 10% of our equity allocation depending on the client. So we see what we call asymmetric risk right now. Okay, what that means is, is that the, the, the risk on the upside, the potential that the market goes way up from here versus the potential it goes way down from here, we see the downside as being greater than the upside. So it's asymmetric risk, and therefore, we don't believe that we should be in right now in, in any event. Now, because of what the Fed said, 
with regard to not raising interest rates, and we know that there's not much below where they are now that they can go, we think bonds have become a relatively benign investment, meaning we don't see a lot of risk in that. And so we're, we're seriously considering uh, going back into bonds with not all the way into bonds, but with our the cash that we have, we're looking at uh, uh, de uh, deploying that into some bonds. So that's where we sit right now. We don't think, unfortunately, we're not as optimistic about the recovery of the economy and profits as many are. And uh, so we think it's caution is the, is the uh, order of the day. And, you know, if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I just don't think there's any downside, in my, in my opinion, to waiting a little longer before you go in and getting a little more clarity on where we go from here. It just, it, to us, you know, yeah, we may miss out on some, but that's okay. We're not worried about that. You know, as, as the one person told me, Ken, I'm more worried – uh, about missing out on losing money than I am missing out on any gains that come that I might not participate in. So that's uh, our outlook right now. So if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, you can sign up. We have some virtual seminars that you can attend from the comfort of your home. And uh, we have some coming up on uh, retirement planning in uncertain times. Um, we also have one on social security planning in this crazy world. There's some new things that uh, might benefit you uh, to help out with the, the SECURE Act. Uh, and then also uh, we have uh, virtual seminars on cybersecurity. A lot of you are working from home and uh, the hackers know that your home is probably not as secure as work and they may be coming after you. So uh, we have all of that for you on our website, rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our getting ready to retire checklist. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Aspen. I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, we would love to see if we can help you with your retirement planning. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors. Uh, actually for the eighth year in a row. And so we're very proud of that, obviously. But without our clients, we would be nowhere. So we actually, uh, we know which side of the toast our butter is on, and it is definitely on the side where our clients are. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. We are so grateful. And uh, so I want to go over with you a checklist, getting ready to retire checklist. Okay, so this is uh, seven things that you may want to think about if you are uh, getting ready to retire. And you know, the five years before you retire are an important period of your life in our view because there's a lot of stuff you need to be thinking about and getting ready for and uh, planning for. So we're, uh, let me go over some of the things to think about, okay? So number one, uh, decide where you plan to live. You know, you may be living in a big city with a lot of traffic and a lot of expenses and a lot of stuff that you may not enjoy, and you want to live out in the country or you want to live in the mountains. You know, you may want to live in a place that's a lot cheaper than where you live now. So the first thing you, you may want to do is to sit down and kind of decide where you want to live. Are you going to move? Now, you may decide you want to stay where you are, but you're going to downsize. You know, we have, we've met many people that have decided they don't need a pool anymore and all that, so they sell their house and they downsize. So first, first thing is start thinking about where you plan to live once you're retired. The second thing then is what do you want to do when you retire? You know, 
in, in a lot of cases, people, they plan for retirement and they get ready and everything and all of a sudden they're retired and it's like, okay, what do I do now? Well, don't do that. <laughs> plan for it, you know, start thinking about it. You know, if you want to volunteer, you know, we have a lot of people when they retire, they, they volunteer for uh, charities or their church or whatever it may be. Uh, you may want to take up a new hobby. You want to learn how to play golf or something, which I don't recommend, by the way. Okay, take up tennis. Golf is, is too hard. Uh, you know, we also, you know, so kind of think about what you want to do when you retire. Now, number three, we believe that when you retire, so should your debt be retired, okay? We're all about financial security. We're all about uh, removing worry and stress from your retirement. You know, we have two goals for our clients. The first one being we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And in our world, we think that not having debt goes a long way towards having financial peace of mind. So pay off your mortgage, pay off your credit cards, pay off your car loans, all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, we believe that you should have no debt when you are retired. And the reason why is because, you know, if, if, if you are retired and you're relying on your investments to provide you the money to pay for your debt, and if the, your investments don't do well and you don't have the money to pay your debt, now you can get in trouble. So we don't want that. We want, we want you to be as bulletproof as possible. So retire your debt when you retire. Number four is consider cutting down on the risk you have in your portfolio. You know, when you're, when you're younger or when you are growing your money towards retirement, you may want to be more aggressive. You may want to be, you know, more of a risk taker, if you will, to get higher returns and all of that. In our view, once you get within five years of retirement and once you are retired, you need to think the other way. You need to start thinking about being defensive, protecting what you've built. You know, for a lot of you, I would imagine that you don't want to go back to work after you're retired. So one of the things you want to potentially think about is reducing the risk in your portfolio, becoming more conservative in your view. Okay, now number five. And uh, this is something that uh, we would do with you if you came in to visit with us. We call it a retirement cash flow plan. Okay, so we want to look at and, and we believe that happiness is a positive cash flow. So one of the things we want to do is look at your sources of income, your sources of expenses, and see if you have positive cash flow. Okay, so we want to look at that. Number six, healthcare extremely important. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to retire young, right, in their 50s or maybe their early 60s, and uh, so they're not yet of Medicare age. So you got to start thinking about what, where are you going to get your health care and, and uh, look at health care benefits your company could provide you once you've retired or, or other sources. So you want to look at that. The other thing is you want to apply for Social Security, in our view, uh, three months before you become eligible to get them. Okay, so start getting ready, making the decisions, the planning and all that around how to take Social Security, when you're going to take Social Security, all that kind of stuff we think is important to do that and, and, and file three months before um, uh, your, the, the age you want to start. And then finally, you know, look at your source, where your investments are. Okay, so a lot of you have 401ks, you have IRAs, um, you know, you have money in the bank, you have, may have annuities, life insurance. So you have money in, in lots of different places. And one of the things that we like to do for our clients is to help them to co consolidate all of that, you know, because uh, a lot of people have what we call your, your junk drawer of investments. You know, it's like uh, you were watching television and then some analyst said to buy XYZ and so you bought that. And then you're reading some magazine or an article online and it says to buy something else and so you bought that. And then you, you open up an IRA and you put money in there and you got a, a junk drawer full of investments and it's just not organized. There's no, there's no plan behind the whole thing. And so 
consolidating everything will help you to get a, a, a view of your entire of your entire financial life in one place get it organized and, and focus it towards what you want your goals to be okay so those are all the things that we would uh, suggest that you do now if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, you'll notice there's a link there that says meet with an advisor. If you click on that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you and uh, we'll do it online via Zoom, okay? So you'll be able to uh, do it from your home if you'd like. And uh, we'll go over with you everything we just talked about and, and lots more, okay? So we wanna help you build a plan for your retirement. And if we can help you, that's fantastic. And if we cannot, we're gonna tell you that too, okay? So either way, there's no charge, there's no obligation and we will part friends. Okay. Now, also, um, I want to invite you, at, uh, if you go to our website, to attend some of our, uh, we have some uh, virtual seminars going on this next week, and uh, we have them in the morning and the evening. I guess if you're home now, right, you can watch them anytime you want. So uh, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, unfortunately, many of you may have lost your job and or have the potential for losing your job. And so if that's the case, then you need to start thinking in our view about how to bridge the gap. You know, one of the unfortunate statistics is that if you're over 50, the, the chances are you won't be hired back as quickly as the people who are younger than you. So in our view, you should plan for maybe being unemployed for two years before you get a job. Where are you going to get the money for that? How are you going to finance it? Where are you going to work? And then also, how once you get past that, how do you plan for your retirement after that? So if you're in that situation, we, we want to help you with that. Uh, our, our retirement planning seminars, social security seminars, and our cybersecurity seminars, all available to you on our website at rpoa.com. Okay, so uh, go there. Now, you know, one of the things that people ask me is, you know, when you used to do the live seminars, you had your cookies. We used to have our oatmeal raisin and our chocolate chunk cookies. And the chocolate chunk, we used to make those with those real chocolate chunks, not chips, because chips are made out of wax. They're gross. You don't want to eat paraffin, right? You want real chocolate that melts all over your face. So people have been saying, you know, how do we get your cookies if, we, if we're doing it online? So we're working on that, okay? We're working on getting the cookies delivered to you so that you can watch the seminar and have the cookies at the same time and have that almost live experience, okay? So we're working on it. Give us, give us some time. Anyway, rpoa.com is our website uh, for all of the above. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have social security strategies, so stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Aspen. And I am Senior Retirement Planner and Founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that's you, then we would love to see if we can help you build your retirement plan and help you uh, achieve your financial goals. We have two uh, uh, goals that we set for ourselves. We call it our dual mandate uh, for our clients. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And, you know, the interesting thing about that one is there was a time when we were considering we want your money to last beyond you, but we had clients say, you know, we don't care about our greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. We just want it to last as long as we do. After that, we don't care. So we changed it back to we want your money to last as long as you do, uh, but we also want you to have financial peace of mind. We don't want you to worry about all of this stuff. You know, we call your retirement your second childhood without parental supervision. So we want you to go play and have fun and, and not worry. So... 
If we can do that, we think we've done a good thing. Now, one of the most important parts in our view of uh, retirement planning is Social Security. And for most people, uh, once they retire, that is one of the, the largest places that they get income from. So I want to talk with you about some strategies and, and questions. Now, if you have questions about Social Security that you'd like for me to answer on the air, then uh, you can send me your questions. My email address is ken at rpoa.com. And uh, I'll endeavor to answer your questions. And, and as I always say, if you make them too hard, I'm just not going to answer them, okay? Because I'm not, I don't want to look foolish on the air, even though I do it anyway. So, no, I'm just kidding. Send me your questions. I'll try to answer them for you. So here's a question. I will be 66 in December and want to draw my Social Security benefits when I get to 66, and I will get $2,304. My wife will be 66 in August. Ah, okay, so he's going to be 66 in December. She'll be 66 in August. Uh, she wants to draw her benefits when she turns 66 in August, and her benefit will be $545. She wants to draw her Social Security benefits off of me uh, since her benefit is less than, than half of hers. Does she have to wait for me to file in December before she can draw anything? Can she draw her benefits from August to December and then draw a spousal benefit in December when I file? My understanding is that once she files, she cannot change her claiming status to, spou to a spousal. Is that correct? All right, let's unwrap that one. So first of all, yes, she can do what you propose. All right, so she, what she would do is she would file for her benefit in August and she'd start receiving her $545, okay? Now, when you file in December, then she can apply for her spousal benefit. So remember, spousal benefit is not available until the spouse that you want to draw on, the higher earning spouse, starts getting theirs at age 66, okay? So you have to wait for that. So she has to wait until December to apply for her spousal benefit, and then she'll get half of yours, which would be $1,152, okay? Now remember, her benefit would actually be made up of two components. The first is her $545, which she was getting all along, but now she would get an additional $607, which is the spousal benefit, which is what they add on to what she's getting so that the total of the two equal half of yours, okay? Now, the other thing to remember is the spousal benefit is not automatic, all right? So you have to go and apply for it. So after you apply for your application and it has been processed, then she should go online and file for her spousal benefit. Okay, so do I have time? I have a little bit of time for this, this other question. I'm 67. I've been collecting Social Security. My wife is 63, and she has a small work record. We went to Social Security to file for her spousal benefit, and we were told she's not eligible for spousal benefit. And uh, so, okay, first of all, that's wrong. You know, I'll tell you, in, 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 she is clearly eligible to get a spousal benefit because her benefit is less than half of yours, okay? So what I would recommend is you go online and do it. When I, in my experience, the people who do the online processing of Social Security are far better trained than the people that you go see uh, in person, un unfortunately, okay? So uh, yes, she would be eligible. I would recommend that uh, now, if you go to the Social Security website, it's ssa.gov. Uh, they're asking also here, do you have any place that I can find where it officially says that I can uh, that she can get a spousal benefit? Yes. If you go to the website, it's SSA, Social Security Administration, ssa.gov. And if you go there, and you know, 
that is one good website. The Social Security website, I think, is one of the best websites the government has. They have worksheets. They can help you to project. It's, it's really, really good. I recommend you go there. So uh, now I want to tell you that we have a virtual seminar coming up uh, this week. We have them uh, at different times of the day that you can watch because you know what? You're sequestered. You're home. You can watch them from any time you want. So we have uh, virtual seminars that you can watch from the comfort of your home. And uh, they are live, but they're virtual. Um, and uh, on, on Social Security planning in this crazy world we're in with the pandemic and everything else. Uh, and I encourage you to, to watch that and, and attend it. We also have retirement planning in uncertain times. We have a cybersecurity seminar coming up, a virtual seminar. And then also, you know, if, if, if you're one of the people who unfortunately have lost their job or are, are potentially going to lose your job, then, you know, you've got a lot of things uh, we believe that, that you should be thinking about planning for, uh, potentially being unemployed for two years. How do you get through that? And then beyond that, how do you still achieve your retirement goals. We want to help you to get there if we can. So if you're looking at uh, the potential of losing your job or something like that, on our website, click on meet with an advisor, and we'd love to sit down with you and see if we can help you. No charge or obligation. If we, don't, if we can help you, that's fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Okay. So either way, as I said, we will part friends. So our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about buy, hold myth number five, is, which is, hey, don't ever sell your investments, even if they're going down because you won't make any money if you sit in cash. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe and of course I am your host Ken Morafe. Thank you, Aspen. I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. We are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that is you, then we would love to meet you and see if we can help you. Our website is rpoa.com. And, uh, you know, recently Financial Times named our uh, financial advisory firm one of the top 300. Uh, and we're very proud of that, obviously. But we know that without our beloved and most valued clients, we would would be nowhere. And so we thank you, all you clients. We love you. We, we are so grateful that you have us. And if you're not a client, as I said, our website, rpoa.com. And uh, we have two goals. One is for your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And uh, so to achieve those two goals, we believe that protection of principle is an extremely important part of your retirement planning. And so we have a strategy that is called invest and protect. And uh, this is a strategy that, that uh, helps us to, uh, it, it guides us, it tells us when it's time to sell, when it's time to buy. And uh, as you guys may know, we said to sell in early March when, uh, uh, it, the, just before the actual pandemic was announced, the, the day before, believe it or not. Uh, didn't know it was going to be called a pandemic at the time. Um, and uh, of course, the market has rebounded uh, since then. And our buy signal came uh, the week before last. And uh, we did buy back, but we bought back very, very conservatively. We only went in with 10% of our equity allocation. So what that means is that if a client is a 60 stock, 40 bond portfolio client, we went in with 10% of the 60, which means we went in with only 6% of, of, the, of the total. So we're being very conservative. And the reason why is because we're, we're brave sellers. Okay, what I mean by that is that when our strategy says to sell, we're very brave about that because once we've sold, we know what we have and we know we've consolidated and we don't have to worry anymore about any further losses. So for us, that's, that's a win. However, when we buy, it's not the same because when you go in, it could go back down again and then you could lose on that. 
And so we're very cautious buyers when that happens. So we're brave on the sell side, we're cautious on, on the buy side. But uh, as you know, if you listen to the first segment of this show, uh, we don't think that this, uh, this bear market is over. We think the rally that just came uh, before uh, is a bear market rally, and we think we're going to see the market go back down from here, the S&P 500 index. Now, be that as it may, our philosophy of invest and protect is counter to the philosophy of buy and hold. So buy and hold says that you buy a quality uh, group of investments and uh, you rebalance them periodically and you just stay the course and everything takes care of itself. Now, we have a problem with that because, you know, for example, in Y2K, 2008, the Great Depression, even a diversified portfolio uh, of good quality stocks and bonds and all that could have taken significant losses. And uh, somebody who is retired, we believe, does not want to take significant losses because your investments are what generate your retirement income for you. They're the engine of that in most cases. And if you see a significant loss in that, then that means that the amount of income that you can draw could be reduced significantly as well. And we don't want all of that to happen for our clients because that doesn't equate to financial peace of mind or your money lasting as long as you do. Okay, so that's how it all works. Now, one of the uh, criticisms to our strategy that we've heard is that, and I call it buy, hold myth number five, which is you won't make any money if you sell and just sit in cash. Okay, so let's examine that. Now, first of all, over the last, what, 10 years or so, we have been, when it comes to interest rates, in an anomalous period. Okay, so if you go back in history, we haven't had too many periods where interest rates were at zero or thereabouts like they have been. So this is a very anomalous time for being in cash and making, you know, almost no money. Uh, in prior periods, for example, in the, in the terrible bear markets in the 80s and in the 70s, interest rates were far higher and you could make money sitting in cash. So, but right now it's very difficult to make money in cash and therefore that argument. Here's my counter to that. We counsel our clients to marry both our, uh, our um, strategy, but also a 4% withdrawal rate, meaning that we don't like it if our clients are taking out more than 4% of their portfolio, okay? So let's assume that you are doing that. You're taking 4%. So I'm going to use my favorite number, which you all know is $1 million, okay? Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Austin Powers? Yeah, <laughs> $1 million. So that's our favorite number, so we're going to use that, and let's say that uh, you're going to take out 4% each year. So that means you're going to take $40,000 out each year. Okay? Let's make it let's make the number smaller. Let's say you're doing 100 it's a, you have $100 and you're going to take 4% out which means $4. So how many times can you take out $4 before you run out of your $100? The answer is 25. So if you're only taking out 4% from your money, you're sitting in cash and you're making zero for the rest of your life. You don't lose, you don't make, you're making just zero then you could, in theory, draw 25, uh, for 25 years before you'd run out of that money. Now, if you're 65 years old, that puts you at 90. Okay, so now, hopefully, somewhere in the next 25 years, you know, you'll do better than the zero, in which case your money might last longer than that. So our concern when we're in cash is not that we're not making any money and that uh, you know, we're going to run out because of that. You know, you have time. But we believe that, that when we are in cash, what we're protecting against is major significant downside losses, which are way worse than that. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin once said that a penny saved is a penny earned. And we believe that if you are in cash and the market's going down, the equivalent down, if the market goes down 20% and you didn't go down 20%, we believe that you made 20% relative to that. Okay, so safety is our first. So, you know, and we have a, a, an investment principle that says that – 
growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important. Now, that philosophy is not one that if you're in your 20s or 30s or maybe 40s or early 50s that you may want to subscribe to. But if you are within five years of retirement or, or into retirement, we believe that that's the philosophy that you should adopt, okay, which is protect your principle. Yes, we want to grow your money, don't mistake, but we want to also protect principle and make that very important. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I have several uh, things for you. Our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And if you go there, what you'll find is you can sign up to, to uh, attend our virtual seminars that we, come, we have coming up. We have three of them. One is on retirement planning in uncertain times. The other one is on the social security planning in this crazy world that we're in. And the third one is on cybersecurity. So, you know, you can go. And in fact, if you go to our website, we have videos, we have articles, we podcast this show, we have all kinds of stuff. You can binge watch our entire website. And I think it's better than watching Netflix because I don't know, Tiger King may be a great thing, but I think learning about how to improve your, your financial well-being is better. Okay, so go there. Now also, uh, and, and these seminars are, uh, are virtual and there's no charge for them. And uh, if we can help you, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. All right, that's great. So uh, rpoa.com is our website for all of those resources. Now we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have our estate tip of the week. And this week is if you're going to leave money to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, should you give it to them in cash or should you have them receive it in trust? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morave. This is Money Matters with Ken Morave. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morave. Thank you, Aspen. And I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then we'd love to see if there's a fit there, if we can help you. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, if you go there, we have seminars coming up on retirement planning during these uh, uncertain times. We have social security planning, cybersecurity planning. Um, we have uh, podcasts of this show, all kinds of information, and uh, you can watch it and attend it from the comfort of your home. We're doing everything virtual right now, or virtually, I guess. Anyway, we're doing it on online, on Zoom, and so uh, we'd look forward to helping you out if we can, and if we can't, that's fine too. All right, no charge or obligation for anything. And uh, so this is the show where we talk about uh, retirement planning, as I mentioned, but it we also want to talk with you about estate planning, and that's the, the part of the show we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And right now, I'm looking at one of my greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, my daughter who's producing the show, Aspen, and uh, she looks kind of deserving and uh, kind of washed, so I guess she's not so bad today. Anyway, uh, one of the questions that people ha uh, ask me is, you know, is it better if I want to leave an inheritance or if I want to make a gift to my, my, uh, to my child or anybody for that matter um, to do it in trust or is it better to do it in cash, just to give them cash money? And so I want to explore that question for you. But first, Aspen, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care My pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire 
And, of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And, you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. And, therefore, every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. Now, this week, we're going to talk about if you're going to make a gift or if you're going to leave an inheritance, is it better to leave it to them in in just outright, or is it better to leave it to them in trust? So let's go over the pros and cons of each. So a lot of times people think that, you know, if you get something in trust, that it's like it, it's inside this, this uh, you know, hermetically sealed box, and you can't get the money out of it, and nobody can touch it, and it's all that. Well, that's up to the designer of the trust. And since you're the designer of the trust, you can make it as hermetically sealed as you want or lack thereof as you want. You could say that this trust, everything in it is uh, accessible whenever, or you can put rules on it that they have to wait till they're 21 years old or whatever it may be. So you can put rules on the trust um, within limits. It's not, uh, you can't, there, there are certain limitations that the, the, the law allows, but within those limitations, you can create uh, uh, rules and regulations about access to the money. The big advantage of having the money in a trust, in my view, is that the money now would be protected from lawsuits, uh, from divorce, from bankruptcies. So, you know, if your child ever gets uh, divorced, then the ex-spouse is not divorcing the trust, they're divorcing your child. So they can't get to the money that's in the trust uh, in most cases. Uh, also, you, you protect it from lawsuits for the same, uh, for the same reason and, uh, and bankruptcy for the same reason. Now, there are disadvantages to getting it in the trust, and that is that trusts pay income taxes at very low levels. Um, so if the trust has, it's, it's going to have earnings, um, those, you get to the highest tax levels very quickly when your heir may be in a low tax bracket because they're a young person or, or whatever. Okay, so there are tax implications that you need to think about. Now, that's income tax. Now, there's also an estate tax implication, and that is that if you have a properly designed trust, which is called the generation skipping tax trust, and we call it a dynasty trust, then there is a tax benefit to those kinds of trusts, which is that when it goes from your child to your grandchild, there would be no estate taxes on the transfer from them, and potentially from your grandchild to your great-grandchild, there wouldn't either. And uh, a dynasty trust properly written uh, could potentially last for 100 years, and the estate taxes from generation to generation could be delayed for over 100 years. And if that's the case, then that's a huge tax benefit. So there are pros and cons. Um, and uh, certainly no one's situation is, uh, is uh, the same as anybody else's. So make sure you talk with a professional uh, about all that when you're doing your planning. And uh, that way uh, you can do it correctly. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I would recommend is that you visit with one of our retirement planners. They'd be happy to sit down and build a plan for you on your estate planning, on Social Security, uh, income taxes, uh, on uh, your investments, and, you know, if, you've, if you are one of those people, and unfortunately, uh, there are millions of people who have lost their jobs or are going to be losing their jobs, if you're on that bubble or if you have lost your job, then I would, we would love to sit down with you and talk about how to bridge the gap between now and your retirement, but also maybe more importantly, now and the next two years. 
You know, you've got benefits through your company that you need to look at, uh, and, and maybe they can help you with that. Uh, we want to look at uh, your healthcare benefits. If you lost your job, we want to look at, uh, do you have 401k money, other monies? Where do you get money to live on? Uh, should you be downsizing now when the economy is still not as bad as we think it might get? All kinds of questions like that to look at. Uh, and so we'd love to help you with that. So our website is rpoa.com, and uh, you can avail yourself of that by clicking on meet with an advisor. Now, also, so uh, on our website, we have uh, uh, coming up retirement planning seminars on uh, in unter um, uncertain times. And uh, these seminars are all virtual, so you can watch them uh, online from the comfort of your home. Uh, you can watch a social security planning seminar we have coming up also, and cybersecurity as well. So we have all kinds of stuff on our website that you can look at. Okay, so uh, rpoa.com is the website, and uh, we'll look forward to helping you if we can. Well, you know what? This show is over already. I can't believe how fast it's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. It's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.